Behind the scenes interview time here on Worcester Radio. Our guest in studio from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County talking today about alfalfa stand evaluation is our good friend Rory Levandusky. Rory, before we delve into today's topic, I bid you a very good morning. Thanks, Ron. Good morning to you as well. Well, our topic again today is assessing and evaluating alfalfa stand survivability and health. There was a lot of variability in our winter weather, including large temperature swings, snow cover, no snow cover, rain, sleet, ice, uh, had a little bit of everything. So, Rory, how much does this variability affect uh, a, a perennial crop like alfalfa? And is that why we're discussing stand assessment and evaluation today as uh, we're now officially into spring and just kind of waiting for the weather to catch up? Right. Yeah, Ron, that's that's exactly right. That variability in temperatures and snow cover uh, can definitely affect survivability. And, and also uh, the other factor that we've had is uh, in our area, those soils in, in many of our fields have remained wet or really saturated throughout the fall and winter period. So when you take all that together, you add that together, there certainly is potential for some significant winter injury. So forage growers really should plan some to spend some time getting out in their fields, assessing winter damage, evaluating the health of their forage stands, and again, particularly those alfalfa stands. Uh, this will help them decide if a field may have to be rotated to another crop this year or if that stand can remain in production throughout the year. Okay, Rory. Uh, when should growers get out into their fields and make that that stand health evaluation? And, and you know, I guess, what should be what should they be looking for when they go out there? Right. Uh, well, we really want to do that assessment and stand health evaluation once plants begin to to grow and green up. We'd like to see uh, maybe two to four inches of, of growth uh, when before we get out and begin to make this assessment. And one of the primary concerns that we really have this year because of, again, going back to those wet, saturated soils is heaving damage. Uh, so tap-rooted crops, uh, and examples of those are alfalfa, red clover would be another one, are particularly susceptible to heaving damage. And conditions that increase the likelihood of he- heaving are, again, wet, saturated clay soils, which we have in our area. Those clay soils have a high swelling and shrinking potential. And then when they're exposed to rapid freeze-thaw cycles, we get this heaving phenomena. So during those conditions, plants can actually be physically lifted. Uh, so that's that heaving, heaved out of the soil. It'll expose the crown of the plant to then possible low temperature damage or physical injury from our harvest operations. Now in severe cases, uh, I've seen plants that are heaved, you know, three or four inches or more out of this, the soil that, where the crown is out that high. And at that point, uh, you've broken the taproot and the plant is, is killed. You may see some greening up, but that plant is not going to survive. Rory, plant heaving is a pretty obvious visual symptom indicating a problem. Can a grower assume that if heaving is minimal or non-existent, the stand is greening up and starting to grow, that they're problem-free, that they're in the clear? Or are there other things if heaving isn't present, that they should be doing to, to evaluate stand health? Yeah, good point. Uh, so, yeah, there actually are some other things. You're not out of the woods yet here. So beyond visual examination and checking for heaving damage, forage uh, stand health evaluation includes stem counts and then digging plant roots. And to do this, we really suggest you select some random sites throughout the field, uh, evaluate all the, the plants in a one-foot square area. So uh, check at least one site for every five to 10 acres, or this amounts to if you have a 20 or 25 acre field, you're going to check four to five sites, again, a a one foot square area there. 
And if you can check more, that's better. Increasing your number of random samples is going to provide you a more accurate assessment. You know, what do STEM counts tell us, Rory? What are the benchmarks or the metrics that are used for the decision-making there? Yeah. Well, the STEM density counts uh, provide an indication of the yield potential of the stance, so it's, it's pretty important. According to a University of Wisconsin Extension publication entitled If Alpha Stand Assessment, Is This Stand Good Enough to Keep?, if stem numbers are greater than 55 per square foot, then your yield potential is not limited. If your stem numbers are 40 to 55 per square foot, uh, that in indicates there's some yield reduction can be expected, but probably not enough to consider stand replacement. It's still going to be pretty good. Now, stem numbers below 39 per square foot, though, indicate that uh, there you can actually have some fairly severe stand reduction, uh, stand yield potential, and you may want to really seriously consider a stand replacement at that point. And while you're counting stems, another thing just to take note of is uh, where is that growth taking place? Uh, are those healthy plants are going to have really symmetrical, even growth all around the plant on both sides of the plant? Uh, damaged plants are going to have more stems on one side of the plant than other. They're going to be very asymmetrical. Rory Lewandowski from the OSU Extension Office, our guest in studio today. Rory, what about digging plant roots? That sounds like, you know, more work and effort. What information is gained from this ever? Because if you're going about and doing it, you want to be able to pull something from it. Right, correct. And you're right, Ron. Uh, it's definitely more work uh, going out there rather than just doing, you know, visual inspection or counting. Now you have to actually dig that plant up, so it's more work and effort. But however... Uh, to get a true determination of stand health, you have to look at crown and root tissue and evaluate that as well. That's going to provide an indication of how that plant will hold up to stresses during the coming growing season. So beginning the season, things might look fine, uh, but if you've got some health issues, that plant can collapse later in the season. So that's what we're going to determine. So again, it involves digging up plants, and then you split open the crown and the roots dig up five to six plants in those four to five random locations, again, for every 20 to 25 acres. Split the plant open. A healthy root is going to have a creamy white color. Uh, it'll have very little to no discoloration in the crown area. And again, these are going to be the plants that have those numerous shoots. Uh, the shoots are going to be evenly distributed across the crown of the plant. Rory, what kind of appearance do unhealthy roots and crowns have. You mentioned the healthy appearance there as far as not a lot of discoloration. Uh, is there some kind of benchmark percentage that's used to make a decision about stand productivity when you're looking at things? Yeah, that there actually is. So those discolored crowns and roots uh, indicate obviously a plant health problem. They're going to be uh, either a really a darker white or maybe a, a tan color. There may be some obvious areas of root rot and crown rot. That'll be indicated by dark brown to black color in that, in that crown area, maybe extending down into the, the root. Um, there's going to be streaks of brown possibly running down there. Those plants, uh, are, if you look at them visually, are typically are the ones that have fewer stems coming out of the crown. Uh, those are the stems that tend to be maybe more numerous on one side of the plant than the other. And generally, these plants, they green up fine in the spring of the year. Uh, they appear to be productive, uh, but because of their compromised root system, uh, they may not survive the entire production year, especially if we get into uh, a period of time where we get some hot, dry weather, uh, their root system is not going to hold up. So in general, here's the benchmark. If more than 30% of those split crowns have brown streaks running down into the root, or there are black areas of the root and crown rot that cover greater than 30 to 
50% of the root's diameter, then your yield potential is going to be significantly reduced. And at that point, you may want to consider some alternative production systems. Uh, now, that previously mentioned University of Wisconsin publication has a root health rating system along with some color photos that could guide you in this if you're uh, not sure of what you're, how to evaluate that, and it can be used to help you make that root health assessment. Well, you mentioned alternatives. So, Rory, what are some alternative forage options out there if stand health does, in fact, indicate that there's going to be significant yield reduction? Yeah, well, depending, again, on, on that severity, um, you may want to try to, to get that stand through the first cutting, take a first harvest, uh, take that off, and then plant corn for corn silage uh, at that point. Or you could plant a warm season annual forage crop, something like a sedan grass or a sorghum sedan grass uh, mix, and that'll give you, again, some good tonnage and, and forage. Uh, in some cases, uh, maybe you, uh, you're right at that kind of boundary uh, of determining a stand. You might want to renovate the stand just by overseeding, maybe with a clover and, and grass mix, and that could also be an option. Once again, talking with us today about uh, alfalfa stand evaluation has been Rory Levandusky from the OSU Extension Office. Rory, as always, uh, you give out your information at the end if people want to find out more information. Can you do that? Sure. Uh, contact, contact me at the Wayne County Extension Office. Our phone number is 330-264-8722. I uh, also encourage folks to check out our website for information. That's Wayne osu.edu. And remember, uh, again, these broadcasts are available as a, a podcast, again, courtesy of WQKT, uh, if you need to listen to anything again. All right. Rory Lewandowski from the OSU Extension Office. Thanks again for coming in, Rory. You're welcome. Thank you, Ron.